So, Tuna, uh, is just all hope lost for the reopen trade in the casinos? Yes, good morning, Oliver. Uh, it just seems to us that the latest uh, regulatory uh, crackdown uh, from the Chinese government, um, you know, launching a review that, um, you know, frankly, we saw a handwriting on the wall. But even before this, I think if you uh, remember, I think the casino industry in Macau was already facing the, uh, you know, double whammy of the, the, the pandemic. Um, and then also the um, uh, the licensing expiration for concessions that were coming due next year, a lot of the overhang, and then you add into the regulatory uh, risk uh, with this uh, latest uh, crackdown. Um, I think that was enough to really spook a lot of investors. We think that this overhang now means uh, that this triple whammy now uh, will continue to significantly cloud uh, the visibility uh, with uh, really no near-term resolution in sight. Yikes. How, so um, I know that there's the kind of three-pronged reasoning here for the uh, cut, and you've got a strong sell rating on it, dropping the price target at 30 bucks from 80 ouch. And uh, Tuna, to maybe divide it just into kind of two themes here, macro risk tied to travel, et cetera, versus very specific uh, regulatory risk to some degree. Which one here is a bigger contributing factor to the call? I would argue the regulatory risk uh, factor, which is actually the latest that drove our uh, downgrade. Um, the other two, I, you know, the other macro issue I, I'd say is somewhat more manageable. Of course, the Delta variant was always um, uh, uncertainties around that. But Macau has been actually ahead of uh, the U.S. Uh, in terms of uh, recovery from the uh, pandemic, despite all of the fits and starts they've had with the um, uh, with, with the pandemic and, and the tightening uh, restrictions. But all, all, all told, uh, Oliver is kind of parsing through the regulatory uh, proposals. Uh, the Chinese government is going to almost more than double the number of their uh, you know, regulators, they're even talking about things like having a board member um, on, on the, uh, uh, a member of the government on the, on the board of these uh, U.S. casinos, um, you know, talking about uh, tightened capital controls for the junket business, which is a major feeder for the so-called VIP high roller segment, uh, which in turn also feeds into the uh, premium mass, uh, very profitable segment. Uh, those are all kind of the fundamental, um, you know, drivers uh, in kind of a normalized scenario. So you throw that all into uh, the mix with the regulatory uncertainties uh, and the concessions coming due next year. Remember, these casinos had uh, almost uh, long-term licenses, uh, and now the government is talking about increasing the uh, domestic ownership um, in this uh, in the next round of uh, renewals of this, um, you know, concession. So it's just a lot of uh, uncertainties and moving parts that kind of makes this uh, investment to really be very um, kind of uh, inauspiciously timed at this point. Mm. Hey, Tuna, just real quickly, the uh, importance uh, of the ownership uh, composition uh, for these businesses, foreign versus domestic, can you just real quickly give us kind of the 30-second uh, speech on why that's so important? Well, that's so important because, you know, I think if you kind of look at what the government's already doing in other sectors, whether it's technology, online education, um, and and uh, video game, even those areas that have less government, um, you know, ownership. Uh, if, if the government kind of becomes uh, increasingly invested, um, you know, uh, you know, in, in these casinos, there's no telling, um, you know, what that might mean in terms of the overall uh, strategic and operating uh, implications, especially 
board membership at the highest governance level. This isn't something that uh, any of the U.S. casinos uh, would want, I can tell you for sure, and that definitely would be um, a negative uh, implication for, uh, for U.S. investors.